All right, welcome back to the 24 podcast. This is episode number 10, and we're continuing our thoughts on season two. And so my name is Josh Rivers. I have Mark Sievercrop. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. 10 episodes already. Man, we're doing awesome. We have awesome followers. That's why we're doing great. Absolutely. And so uh, definitely some good things going on Twitter. And so we've been continuing the 24 trivia right on 24 and so beginning some interaction with that and so so that's been very fun and so our bring back tony revolution president um has been kind of heading that up right and so we definitely appreciate his contribution in that Uh, he's been having some he's been having some back and forth with some other followers too about some tony related issues yes and so yeah so you definitely want to try to follow um, all of the Twitter things that are going on with that. So you can follow the 24 podcast on Twitter. And then Mark Sievercrop um, is, um, I just want to blank, what's yours again? At Scrop2, S-K-R-O-P-P-2. Yes, thank you. Yep. <laughs> Not a problem. And then, uh, and then Joel, um, his is like Gifted at, Money. Yep, at, at Gifted Money. And so, so definitely follow all three of us. And so, um, you'll be able to get some good stuff. There's a few hashtags you can follow too. You can follow the uh, hashtag 24 trivia and that'll get you all the, the daily trivia from Joel. And he's got some that even stumped me. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could go to Netflix and try to find that episode and figure it out, but he's got some good ones. I'm impressed. And then, uh, there's obviously hashtag bring back Tony. Yes. That's definitely a big one. Those would be the two probably to follow there. And then obviously you can follow 24 and that would get you all sorts of things, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Definitely. All kinds of good stuff. And so last episode, we kind of did some general overview of season two and especially looked at several of the characters that were kind of new in this season. Right. And that played some uh, at least major roles, semi-major roles. And so... We kind of got a little introduction, but we're going to dive a little bit more into the first half of the season. Yeah, we kind of snuck in a little bit from season, or episodes one and two as well, if I remember right. We kind of Yeah, we did. We kind of got kind a, of slid into it. Yeah, we kind of set up the whole um, what season two is about, basically, right. with that. And so and we had some good we had some good Jack or some good quotes from twenty four two. So I'd recommend people going back to episode nine right, and checking right. those out. Definitely. And so um, we talked about last um, episode kind of setting it up that Jack is um, no longer working for CTU, but they're trying to get a hold of him because he had a previous connection with a terrorist group called Second Wave. And so he had been undercover with them before and they needed to try to reestablish connection because they were coming back again with a terror threat. And so they needed to try to contact or try to get a hold of and locate uh, the leader of it. And Jack had a connection before, and so they're trying to use Jack to reestablish that connection. Right. And so they bring Jack in. Jack kind of goes back and forth, try to struggle with actually doing it or not. He warns Kim, um, who at the time doesn't seem to take any credence to it. And then um, Jack eventually does decide to go ahead and help, and he's kind of... Uh, pushing back against Mason, not wanting to really put any trust in Mason and kind of leaning more on Tony. And then um, a little bit on Michelle, too, as they're trying to establish his cover. And then the first episode ends with Jack killing a federal witness against um, Wald, which is the head of Second Wave. Right. And that's when that great quote came. And I know you love this. (laughs) Yeah. I need a hacksaw. Yeah. (laughs) So he shoots him in the chest, chops off his head. Um, And so. Yeah. So he, uh, excuse me, he, you know, like, like you said, he chops his head and they get him a chopper and he's going to meet this guy that, uh, that he used to be, they used to work really closely with when he was undercover. And I think it's interesting when, you know, they were, they were setting up his, you know, setting up his backstory and, you know, where he was in jail and, you know, how he got paroled and all this stuff is basically they were going to say that he got taken away at the same time because, you know, they all believe that he was the one that put him in jail, put this guy in jail, which is true. He was, 
Right. Um, but I think it's interesting. He shows up at this place, you know, and um, anyways, he basically tells him, he says, hey, you know, uh, tell uh, tell Wall that, you know, what was his name? Was it Jack? Did he go by Jack? Or I can't remember what, he, what his undercover name was, but he's like, tell him I'm here, you know, and he'll want to talk to me. And then like right. a second a command shows up, but I mean, guns are pulled on him and everything. And basically, like they're like, do you really think you're, he's going to want to see you after you put him in jail? Yeah. And Jack's like, no, 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 it wasn't me. You know, I went, I went away just like you guys did. And, you know, to prove it, you know, check in the bag. And obviously the guy yeah. opens up the bag and drops it because there's a <laughs> head in there. And he's like, there's your, you know, only witness to, to put Wald in jail. You know, so this awesome. is my proof. So that's why he did it was because that was going to be his proof to get him back undercover. Anyways, I thought I thought it was funny, and, and here's a little side note: they they run his background right away. They have you know the little techie guy there that you know checks his background because right. they're like, okay, let's check this story. And back at CTU, they're like they're checking his background already, you know, and they're like frantically trying to finish it up. Right. And it made me it made me think of I don't know I don't know Josh if you remember this. Did you ever see Despicable Me the first one? No, actually, um, okay. funny story. We were talking about that saturday and i was trying to find it yesterday couldn't get a hold of it so there's this part in there where um the main character grew is trying to adopt these little girls because he thinks that he can get to this his arch enemy because of it well he's sitting there talking to um the lady at the adoption place or the the um group home and she's reading his resume online and his little minions are back at at their place like frantically typing his you know backstory Okay. And they're typing stupid stuff like, you know, you got a knighthood and everything. Anyways, that's what it made me think of when I'm watching this because they're <laughs> frantically at CTU trying to finish it up and type it in as they're reading it, as they're accessing it. And they barely finish it and they're like, okay, it checks out. Um, so anyways, Jack's in, kind of. You know, they still kind of, I think they still are like, yeah, we're not really sure we can trust him. Mm -hmm. um, but he goes off with them and finds out very quickly that what they're going to do is attack CTU. Yeah. So that, you know, Jack all of a sudden is like, oh, no, you know, I don't I'm not a big fan of CTU, but there is a lot of people there that I care about. Kind of, you know, I, I don't know that he would really care if Mason was there or not, but <laughs> yeah, not at this point. Right. But, you know, Tony's there and there's a lot. I think there's probably a lot of other people that we never hear about, you know, you know, lower level people that Jack didn't have a problem with. Right. And so he's he obviously right away tries to contact someone to let them know and warn them about this bombing that's going to happen. As he's, you know, heading with them to cut the phone lines and everything so they can get past the security. But he's not allowed to tell anybody. He tries to warn the president and what happens there. Um, well, when he tries to um, warn uh, the president, he's not able to get Palmer because he's in, right. in meetings and things like that can't be accessed. So he ends up getting a hold of Lynn, which is kind of the, the go-between. And so right. he, he says, OK, Lynn, you got to get this message to see to you to warn them so that they can evacuate before this bomb goes off. Right. And so she promises that she's going to do it. And so she gets off the phone and she goes to Eric or Eric stops her. And uh, she's talking with him and says, Hey, we got to go tell the president. And, and he's like, okay, I'll take care of it. And then he goes on and he doesn't do anything about it. And Lynn finds out about this later. And she's like, we got to tell him. Mm -hmm. She's trying to do everything she can to try to get this warning. And Eric is saying, no, we got to keep Jack undercover. If we tell CTU and they evacuate, they're going to know that Jack is not who he's trying to pretend to be. And right. we need to keep his cover so we can get this guy. And so so he's uh, impeding all of this. And so eventually Jack is able to get a hold of, I can't remember who he contacts, but he's able to warn CTU eventually. But right. they're not able to evacuate very much before the bomb goes off. Right. And, you know, it, 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 we find out that, that Lynn later gets blamed yeah. for not telling Palmer. Because, I mean, you know, we know how Palmer is. Palmer likes to protect life. So when he finds out that nothing was done to protect CTU, you know, warn them about this, you know, he looks at it and says, you know, well, you know, if you had this information, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't we do something about it? And I think she stands there flabbergasted like, I tried. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we he finds out and he realizes that it is. And I, if I remember right, that's the end of Eric Rayburn, isn't it? I think isn't so. That, isn't that where Palmer so. says, yeah, you, you can move on. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, we're you've you've ticked me off five or six times now. So we're done here. Right. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so that CTU gets hit um, 27 deaths because of that. And yeah. it's, I mean, it's just, you know, mass chaos. Because I mean, if you can think this is 
this is the main hub of where they're getting this information and working on this terrorist threat, and now there's no more, which, of course, is the reason why they did it, because they knew that they could cripple the the ability of, of the government to stop this this uh, bomb if right. CTUs had a commission. So, I mean, they, right, exactly. they got what and, they wanted. And an interesting thing, I... I I can't remember. I think it was on the on the DVD set that we had got. It had like the bonus material and things like that. Okay. And kind of talking about that scene where CTU is blown up. I mean, obviously with a lot of different scenes, I mean, they can do multiple different takes and different things like that. Right. They're like, okay, we're blowing this up. Um, <laughs> we have one shot at huh. being able to get this. They did that all in one shot. I mean, everything had to be perfect. Wow. Um, perfectly set up with that. So they did that all in one shot as CTU was attacked and everything was was blowing up and falling apart and all that kind of stuff. So I, I thought that was really interesting. The fact that yeah. I mean, they had because I mean, they had to have certain things kind of uh, um, blow up and things like that. And so, I mean, they didn't want to have to recreate all of that. Right. Because, uh, I mean, that would have been an immense amount of time and money and all that kind of stuff. So, like, OK, we got this one shot. And so. That was, oh, that was, to me, that was pretty cool that, that they organized and coordinated such a huge attack like that in one shot like that. Right. You know, and and just to, to finish out this thread, I guess, one of the, I think, the touching moments of season two is when the explosion happens. And if I remember right, Jack's on top of a building and he sees it. I mean, he sees the, you know, the, the cloud come up from the explosion and whatnot. And he just kind of has that look like, oh, geez. You know, what have I just helped with? Yeah. And, you know, you can only imagine what's going through his mind at that time. He's like, well, I hope everybody got out. I warned him, you know, 45 minutes ago or whatever it was. Um, but, you know, you can only right. imagine what was going through his mind at that point, realizing so many of his friends and colleagues and, and whatnot were possibly in that building. And he didn't even know, I don't think, at the time that Kim was right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Kim, I mean, uh, of course, uh, she was... Uh, working as a kind of live-in nanny right. with the uh, Mathesons, and there's that whole thing that blows up with Gary and his family we talked about last episode. Right. And um, in the process, Megan gets hurt. She gets a bump on her head. Yeah. And so Kim, she's like, I got to get her out of here. I mean, this ain't, this is not a good situation for her. So she takes right. Megan and tries to leave. And so they're running from Gary and they're being chased all over the place. And um, eventually she's, she says, we got to get the CTU because I know we're going to be safe in CTU. Right. And so she's heading to CTU and she gets and like, just just as they're about to get there, I mean, the place blows up. Right. You know, and, and you have this whole time that Gary's chasing her. And obviously the mom had helped them by giving her the keys and saying, you know, take her away, you know, get her away from here. Because right. this guy's crazy. That's right. And, yeah. uh, you know, the whole time... You know, Megan is saying my head hurts because Gary, when he when he she tried to get up and she, he grabbed her and yanked her down. And that's when she hit her head. Right. So the whole time she's like, Kim, my head hurts. My head hurts. And so Kim's like, you know, we got to get you to a doctor or something. But, you know, she realizes we'll be safe at CTU gets there, like you said, right as it explodes. And then after that, I think it was like, well, we can't get any help here. And she grabs her boyfriend and they take her to a hospital because obviously her head's hurting. She hit her head, you know. She needs to be checked out. Right. And that kind of backfires because they get there and they start, you know, doing x-rays and whatnot. And they start saying, wow, this is a lot like abuse, you know. And so obviously you're going to think, you know, well, if these people are with her, you know, were they the ones that did it? And I think she gets confronted about that, doesn't she? And she's like, no, yeah. it wasn't us. And No, she, she's saying, no, it was her dad. Right. I, I'm right. trying to protect her. I'm trying to get her help. Right. But they weren't wanting to listen to her. Well, and in that situation, I probably wouldn't have either. You'd have been like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah. You know, right. sure, sure, nanny, right. You know, because you're a kid and, yeah, we're getting, you know, the parents wouldn't do this and whatnot. So, and I think, doesn't Gary show up soon? That's later. We'll get to that, well, I think. Well, yeah, he does show up at the hotel or the hotel, uh, the right. hospital. And so he's planning on taking Megan out. Right. Um, leaving with her. Right. And and that way it's she's in her in his control and then right. and all that kind of stuff. And so, so that's when Kim and her boyfriend decide they're going to take Megan and escape with her, break right. out of the hospital. And so they start leaving the hospital, and they steal Gary's car. <laughs> right, that's right. And so, so they, they they take off and they're they're going down, and and so they're leaving the hospital with Megan. Mm -hmm. 
I think they're trying to head out of Los Angeles, aren't they? She kind of realizes right. that, hey, maybe I should listen to my dad. Right, exactly. So yeah, Los Angeles. Right, and so they're they're heading out of town. Right. And so. So that's a what lot happens. Of crazy with, stuff. Oh yeah, I know. It's <laughs> you feel it's scary. Like I felt so bad, like because uh, things have changed for me since I've had kids. Like different things hit me when I watch TV shows and movies. Right. And like when you know Gary's like beating his wife, and then. You know, the threats on Kit, you know, he pushes Kim and then yanks on Megan. I mean, that just kills me watching him run from him because you don't know what he's going to do. I mean, obviously, yeah. his his idea is I can't let anybody know because they all know that I just beat the crap out of my wife. You know, we, get, we right. need to keep this under wraps because that would be bad for me, basically. And, you know, that kills me. Like, just when I see kids in the middle of things like that, it just it kills me now to watch it. It's that's worse for me than watching somebody get killed. I don't know why, but. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So that whole, I mean, I'm on edge watching Gary chase them and he blocks them off a couple times and, you know, then he gets to the hospital and you're just like, no, don't let him go with her because, or don't let her go with him because, you know, who knows what he's going to do. You know, you would right. like to think he wouldn't hurt his daughter, but, because I mean, it was an accident when when he yanked her back and she hit her, that was an accident, but he's out of his mind, <laughs> to right. be frank. Um, so that, I I don't know, side note, I guess, but I hate yeah. watching stuff like that. I Nail biter for sure. Um, yeah. Now, what about the Warners? The Warners. So we talked last week about um, Kate and how she had got some information that supposedly Reza, her soon-to-be brother-in-law, was dealing with terrorists. And so she, like, dug through his car and, you know, like, tried to find information and all this stuff. And then I think they ended up going to pick up flowers or something together because he shows up and catches her digging through her car, his car. And... uh Right. Anyways, she's trying to figure out what's going on, and I think sooner or later contacts CTU somehow, right? And uh, yeah, so yeah, somewhere in the process, she she calls and makes a report because I mean something comes right. about that. Yeah, they he did have this contact, and so somewhere in the system, it gets back to CTU that uh, that Kate made this call about this possible connection. The, the connection is to Syed, Syed Ali, who's the one they're really trying to find. Right. I mean, he's the one. Wasn't he? He was the one that they thought was dead. He like faked his death. And then, right. And then they saw a picture of him when they were following somebody else. Right. And right. somebody else, I think, was Joseph Wald, right? And so they're trying to find him because they think they can find Syed Ali that way. Right. But then they right. get, yeah. Then then Kate somehow gets this message to the government somewhere. And that, you know, she has a connection to Syed Ali, possibly. Well, Reza does. She knows of a connection. And so Tony just kind of shows up like day of the wedding, doesn't he? And says, uh, you know, Mr. Nair, we need to, to visit with you. Yeah. Yeah. So he's at the Warner House interrogating him or questioning right. him or whatever you want to call it. And so, and so I think this is cool with Tony because, I mean, um, in season one, there was the one episode where he's out outside of CTU and uh, he's rescuing... Terry, right? Um, and so now we see him again outside of CTU, more of an, an investigative kind of role. So again, we kind of see him making this transition from computer guy to going more toward the active duty kind of superhero. Can we call him superhero? Well, is that course. going is yes. that going too far? Or no, <laughs> Joel will like that. Joel will be like, yes, he's a superhero. Move over, Batman. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it is kind of neat to see that, um, you know, and, and he does a great job, which nobody's mm -hmm. surprised. I mean, maybe you are at that point, but I'm not surprised anymore when I think back on it. Yeah. And so, Tony, he's pulling these records. He's saying, hey, th I mean, this is you. I said, right. how can you deny this? This is this is your record on, on the computer and, and all this. And so so we, we see these different things that you've been looking up and these connections you have. And right. and and uh, and he, he's saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so, yeah, is, isn't and so he course, saying, I mean, you know, yeah, I, terror, terrorist thing. I, I don't, I, I didn't have anything to do right. with that. And so, well, and, and, you know, this is like what episode five when this happens and they've done everything they can up to this point to lead you to believe this part of a terrorist organization. Right. You know, and, and the way they film things and the, the looks that he gives and stuff, it, it really makes you feel that way. Mm -hmm. And then you have Reza sitting there and you're just like, yeah, tell him what you know and everything. And, you know, I think Reza even pulls out the whole why just because I'm from the Middle East, I'm all of a sudden a terrorist, which, yeah. you know, Tony's like, hey, all the evidence points to this, dude. I'm not making this up. Obviously, you have met with Syed Ali or you know him. 
And he keeps, you know, adamantly denying. And, of course, you know, Kate knows what's going on. Her dad doesn't really know what's going on. Um, yeah, he kind of although... finds out last minute, and they're trying to keep it from Marie. Right. And then Marie yeah. comes in as he's being interrogated and says, Kate, She's what are you dog. trying to do? Right. And, and right. so there's this big blow up there. Although I think, don't we, you know, a little bit of a spoiler alert here, but don't we find out that Bob knows a little more than he lets on? Well, I don't think he knew anything about Marie. I really don't. Right. I, I, but I, he, I don't think he's so, not, but yeah. He's not who he says he is, I guess. Right, yeah. He's, we find uh, out later that yeah. he may, I'm not, I don't want to spoil this, but he may or may not be associated with the government. Right. Can, can we put it that way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it cryptic until next week. Tune in yes. next week to find out what happens with Bob. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so, you know, you have Tony who's, um, questioning Reza and like you said, you know, this is day of the wedding. So, I mean, beyond just the, Hey, my, you know, fiance is being accused of being a terrorist. It's like, you're ruining my day. (laughs) You know, it's like, we're supposed to be preparing for a wedding tonight. And now we have cops here. Yeah. Ruining everything. And so Marie gets pissed off at her sister, you know, because she's like, why would you do this, Marie? Okay, you know, you never liked him anyways, which she didn't. You know, she was never really a big Reza fan even right. before this. Um, you know, so Marie, I mean, this, you know, completely estranges the the two sisters. And, you know, Kate just tries to say, I'm protecting you. And, you know, yeah, just trying to, you know, I, I'm worried about you. And, you know, obviously Maria doesn't see it that way. But I don't know. Right. Anyway, so there's a lot of drama that goes on there. And all the while... Let's see what happened. What am I missing? Well, we should talk about George a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, George, they get a lead on possibly a warehouse where this bomb was being built because they knew a bomb was in New- in in Los Angeles. Right. And so Mason and I think one or two, you know, a, a fairly large team, isn't it, of CTU agents? Oh no, he goes. He go by himself. No, no, no. He no, he has a team with him. Right. Yeah. So, but he's leading the team, which right. which is it's kind of unique because I mean he's the director of CTU. He's not a field agent per se. Yeah. It's so, all, but he goes out and he with this team to check this out. And let's be honest, George kind of seems like the kind of guy that would, if he's there at all, he would be in the back. Right. He's, he's kind of a punk. So yeah, you're right. It's impressive. So they find this warehouse and uh, everybody starts shooting at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they think it's empty when when they get right. there, they're, they're looking at it. It seems empty, but then all of a sudden they're attacked. Right. And so I mean, CTU is able to win, right. but in the process, this place where the radiation was, um, got shot and there was a leak. Right. And so and George sees it, obviously, mm-hmm. and then, um, and so then they like close the area off and they they bring in the. Um, CDC team. and yeah the hazmat and, uh, and all that kind of stuff and so they get him and that's when he's scrubbing them down <laughs> right and all that kind of stuff that quote that we talked about last week right go back to and, episode nine and listen to that one but yes and so and so all that's going on and then it comes to find out that that um yeah he, he definitely has been I mean not just exposed but I mean he, he's infected with it now he will die basically yes and so they're they're not sure they're not at this point they're not exactly sure how long he has mm-hmm. and what exactly is going to happen and so but in a very short amount of time they find out hey I mean you got 24 hours and and basically like these are the signs that you're going to start seeing and so there's going to be like like memory uh, issues and your your hair is going to be falling out which he didn't have a whole lot to start with <laughs> and so and hey so all now, these different things hey that are be, be nice. I don't have any hair either. All right. Well, that's okay. No, so. you're, you know, and, and I was thinking as, as you're explaining that, yeah. first off, I don't, I don't remember hearing of anybody else that got exposed to it. It seems like he did something to make sure that nobody else, didn't he tell everybody else to get out or something? Yeah. I think and he was so, like the first was, one to get to it. Yeah. I think he was in the room and I think right. somehow he was able to seal it off. Right. Um, right away as soon as he saw the exposure. And so he was right there. So he knew that it was basically too late for him. You know, and, and it's a it's kind of a side story in the whole season, but it is it's a very um I guess kind of a sobering experience to watch George go through this entire season. Right. You know, because I mean, three episodes in, he gets you know, he realizes he's going to die. And he goes back and forth between so many different emotions and um responses to it and how he's reacting to it. And it's it's neat I don't know, it's not neat, I guess, but 
to me, it's sobering to you, you know, kind of follow this guy and, and what it would be like to know that your life's over. You, you know, I mean, you know, he goes through kind of a denial. He goes through a little bit of a, I'm going to run. He goes through a little bit of, well, there's nothing I can do and kind of just woe is me. And, you know, we'll get to it, but he, he ends it well, you know. Right. But it's, it's, uh, I don't know. That's one of the, I guess, the side plots that's really, really interesting to watch in this season is just seeing how Mason deals with this idea that, you know, he's going to be dead in a day, you know? And, right. And of course we talked about it before that. I mean, just before this, um, just a couple hours ago, uh, before this happens, I mean, he's, he's talking with Tony and upset over the fact that he hasn't made it to Washington yet. Right. And so, I mean, but I mean, but then he finds out he's dying. So, I mean, it, his career right. doesn't matter anymore. So right. now it's, I mean, he's, he's trying to take care of his personal stuff and, now, he wants to get the bomb right. taken care of. He, he wants to take care of that part. And, yeah, so, it's, and so it's kind of interesting to be able to see the progression that, that goes on. Of course, he's not telling anybody no. at CTU that he's been compromised because, I mean, as soon as they find out that uh, what what happened, I mean, obviously he's going to be replaced and all right. that. And I, I think he didn't want to tell anybody because, I mean, this was like, first off, it was getting back at the guys that obviously are responsible for him dying. But... I, I think he very quickly realized why he did what he did. You know, he he understood why he worked at CTU. And he wanted to do everything he could until the, the moment he died to fulfill that responsibility he had. And he knew if he told anybody, he wouldn't be able to. He'd just, you know, lay in a hospital bed and not be able to do anything until he died. So right. that's kind of a, it's, I don't know, it's a sober, I, I can't think of a word to describe it, but I think sobering is the best way to. Sounds you know, good to me. Yeah. Watching him deal with that and going through all the emotions and, and, you know, trying to get everything in order. And I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You feel bad for George. You didn't really like George up until that point, but then you start to feel bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely this uh, switch that right. kind of takes place during these couple episodes. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm at a loss. I know Definitely. this is gonna, this is this is weird for you, Josh, and anybody that, that knows me for me to be at a loss of words, but I'm at a <laughs> loss. I, I don't know how to describe it. So, yeah. So now we have actually Nina starting the show back again. That lovely person from season one, and so we we all love Nina. Not Sar- so. sarcastically, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So, um, so as Jack is. Um, we talked about CTU blowing up, and so Jack starts to um, go after Wald, and as he's interrogating Wald, he finds out that Nina has something to do with it. Yeah, Wald, Wald and, has those pictures of him and Nina that uh, what Eddie or whatever his name was had had taken, and so yeah, and he said right. he did. Wald said he didn't know who it was, like you know, right before he blew his brains out, you know, committed suicide. Um, but you know, Jack obviously recognized her and, and, uh, then of course his thing is let's bring her in and I want to interrogate her. <laughs> and I love Mason's first, first comment. Yeah. Mason's comment was, um, no, <laughs> you know, she killed your wife. I'm not letting you anywhere near her. <laughs> yeah. You aren't going to be in the same room as her at all. Well, and then I thought it was funny that he did, he did point out later after he'd said, okay, fine, I'll let you. He did say, now, Jack, I'm trusting you, but the last time I let you in, in the same room as a, a witness, you shot him in the chest. So right. <laughs> he obviously still <laughs> remembered that from a couple hours ago and, and pointed that out, that we're not having this happen again, Jack. But, right, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so. Nina's got information. She obviously sold some information to some folks. And, yeah, and actually it, it turns out that she did that even before everything that happened in day one. Right, so she's great. And so... Yeah, so this just kind of adds to her backstory mm-hmm. a little bit more as far as um, how bad she was, and actually, I guess, kind of how good she was at right. hiding stuff. Right. And so, and so, I mean, of course, back then she probably had no idea what it was going to be for, and so she, again, she was just kind of this hired, this hired hand, and so they're like, "Hey, we want some plans." So, oh, okay, here, and so, which <laughs> makes know, which makes you more. makes you like like her even less. Right. Because you didn't even have like some belief. You were just like, eh, write me a check. <laughs> what do yeah, you want? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's Yeah, so And then yeah. uh, you know, it's you know, Jack's not well, to see Jack's face when Nina walks in is pretty 
pretty telling. You know, it's kind of a, I, I don't even know if you saw anger. I think it was more just like no feelings whatsoever, which is impressive since, you know, they used to like, you know, date kind of. Yeah. Um, but it was just kind of a, and then, you know, Michelle says, you know, is everything okay? And he's like, that's the first time I've seen her since, you know, Terry died. And you could tell that, you know, part of him was like, how can I kill her? And part of him was like, okay, now I'm sad again. And another part of him was probably like, how can I kill her? That that might have been two parts. I don't know. Yeah, maybe but... it was kind of going through and said, okay, so how can <laughs> I stop this bomb and kill her at the same time? <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, and then that's compounded by the fact that right about then he gets a call from President Palmer and Nina being the intelligent person that she is. Let's give her that. We hate her, but she's intelligent. True. The minute they try to start talking to her, the first thing she says is, I want this, this, and this, and I want immunity. You know? And so Palmer, and, and let, let's be honest, that's a class act by Palmer. He calls Jack and says, I wanted you to hear from me. We're going to have to give, you know, we're going to have to give Nina, what did he say, shadow asylum? And then, you know, Bauer right away is like, yeah, that sounds a lot like immunity. And he's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. And so... And you see the respect that that power has for one the presidency and two for Palmer, when he's just like yes sir, yeah. you know, and, and the he, other way around too. Right, that that he would call and say hey, you know, I know, and he did make a little side comment where he's like, let's get through this day and we'll make it right. So I don't know if that means that like there's going to be a random gas explosion at this place where she's being held. I I don't know what that means, but it was kind of I thought it was interesting that he made that comment. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah that yeah that definitely is, and or you know Jack you might happen to get some information of where she is I don't know how you'll get it but you might find out where she's being held at, so yeah like I was uh, kind of wonder about what might have right. been yeah what might have been and of course uh, Nina isn't the only villain that returns, and so while this is going on or shortly after um, this happens, um, Sherry shows up. I love that we f- refer to her as a villain now. <laughs> well, it's kind of fitting, I guess. And so, right. <laughs> and so she has this um, air of trying to help. I'm just doing this to help you and all that junk. And so, but, but she shows up at the compound or um, whatever it's called where Palmer is. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's a, I guess it's kind of a compound. It's a safety bomb shelter thing that right. command unit and so anyway so she shows up there saying hey i got some information and so um she she says there is a conspiracy that is going on that you haven't been aware of and so of course i think by this time palmer is actually kind of seeing that yeah there is kind of something that's going on just kind of a little bit because of the whole thing that uh, happened with eric um and then there's kind of a little bit of shady stuff that seems to be happening as um, Roger Stanton shows up, uh, but there's not a whole lot yet. And so she says, hey, there's something going on and we need a, I, I can help you be able to get this taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so, and of course, President Palmer is like, no, <laughs> I got rid of you right. for a reason. Right. But uh, finally, she's able to convince him. I can't remember the details of how that happened. Well, she did her typical Sherry thing where she had a bunch of information, which is that that's what she's good at. She has information on everybody about everything. And, uh, yeah, I think that's how she so, – I don't remember all the details either. But, yeah, I think she just finally convinced Palmer. And, she, you know, she played on Palmer's, you know, I guess you could say patriotism. The fact that, you know, you want to stop this bomb. You want to save innocent lives. I can help you do that. Right. And so, you yeah. know, at that point, Palmer has to say, crap, fine. <laughs> But you stay over there and don't talk to me, basically. <laughs> yeah, and so, but Sherry, I mean, she does her weaving in and out right. um, as she does. And so she causes, um, she butts heads with Lynn. Um, and they have uh, several right. confrontations through the next several episodes. And so um, they're, they're, there's all kinds of different things and um, that that's going on between them. And so, I mean, Sherry's trying to, get even more of an inroad, try to get more inside information right? Um, that she hasn't yet been able to get by her other means. Right. And so, and so, yeah, so that when all this kind of conflict is going on, and of course, um, at the same time, too, there's a reporter 
that um what was that has been snooping around. What's his name? I don't remember what his name was. It was a guy, right? And they like Yeah. Um <laughs> like throw him in a room and don't let him I'm out. I think I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean at first he's uh I mean it he approaches and, and it looks like he leaves, but then he comes back and he's being very persistent and, he, and saying, I need to leak some I hear that there's a, a nuclear bomb. That there's a threat right. that's that's going to be blowing up in Los Angeles, and I I need to tell the public about this. And so, I mean, the normal reporter type of thing. Right. Hey, this is a huge story. I can, I, I mean, this is going to be great for my career, kind of thing. And so, of course, Palmer's trying to negotiate um, with him and say, Hey, no, just hold off. We don't want to cause a panic if we just put it out over over the TV and everything. I mean, there's going to be a panic. People are. I mean, it's going to get chaotic. Right. So we need to try to take care of this internally, try to take care of it quietly. We're trying to get rid of it so there's no threat at all. And we're getting we're gonna set some things in place so that we can evacuate properly. And so but he he's persistent in it, and so um he ends up getting, like you said, locked up in a little room. Right. And so I, I I believe they got him in the room by saying, Okay, well the president's agreed to talk to you. Right. And so they bring him to this room and lock him in there, and he's in there for hours. And so, um, yeah, so, I mean, that whole problem goes in there. And, of course, Sherry tries to do her magic talking with him and supposedly kind of talks him out of it. And, I mean, all kinds of different things uh, go on in that whole situation. They're trying to stop this report from getting out. So mm-hmm. kind of a, I don't know, I think it was kind of an interesting kind of a, a side story. That, yeah. I don't know, that, was that was that Peter Kingsley? Was that his name? I think that uh, that might be right. I can't no, that's one of the characters. I can't remember which one it was though. Yeah, but the yeah, name it's, sounds familiar. It is interesting because you have Palmer, who's you know definitely trying to do the right thing, but then you know holds a reporter. But I mean, I, I'm sure he argues it was for national safety, which it probably was. I mean, there would have been mass hysteria had that got out at that point in time. No, actually, Kingsley. He's um uh, he's one of the oh, bad guys. One of oh, the right. head bad guys that shows I was, up later. I was thinking of, of Maureen Kingsley from uh, season one. That's I think that what's what made me think of that. Okay, yeah. She was a reporter. Yeah, this but, is a different Kingsley. Right. Any relation? I don't, don't know. know. Maybe. <laughs> that would but be interesting be. if she was connected to bad guys, but I don't think she probably is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so there's that. And then during this whole thing, I think, it wasn't it from some of Sherry's information that they start to wonder about Stanton? Uh, the yeah, Department think, of Defense guy. Yeah, I think that's kind of where that kind of started, and then, um, and so Palmer wasn't wanting to give a whole lot of credence, I don't think, at first. Right. But then, just kind of looking at everything that kind of happened, and then um, there was um, during the same time, um, an ambassador of one of the Middle Eastern countries came in and was talking with Palmer for a little bit, trying to. And they were trying to do some kind of negotiations. And okay. so, and then as his helicopter was leaving, it explodes and crashes. That's random. Right. And so, I mean, uh, this helicopter that's leaving a secured location, all of a sudden it explodes. After, after President Palmer had given information to him that Stanton didn't want him to give him. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> they were going to do some shared shared information to right. be able to try to track down more information right. about second wave and all that. So they're sharing information. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden it explodes. And so, right. um, and so now Mike and Palmer are looking at Roger say, Hey, maybe there is something. And then eventually right. they, they get enough proof or they think there's enough proof. Um, and so they end up locking him up. Um, right. and actually, um, Palmer authorizes some torture on him. Let's call it let's call it creative interrogating. <laughs> advanced interrogation methods. Right. Yeah, that's right. Does that sound better? Or advanced um, no, interrogate. Yeah. Um advanced uh, anyway. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. And so and so basically Anyways, he's tortured. They, they were encouraging him to speak about what he Right. Did. And so uh which that comes back later to um kind of haunt Palmer a little bit later because right. he was involved in that because there was a video um, right. But anyway, so, so so anyway, so so they're working on trying to get information out of him, and so while Palmer is trying to get information out of Stanton, CTU is still trying to work with um, the Warners 
and Reza and trying to figure out what's going on here. So they have them all back at the blown up CTU questioning them. Right. And trying to figure out exactly what's going on here. Because, I mean, of course, Reza is still proclaiming his innocence, which later we find out that he is innocent. Um, right. And so, I mean, they're questioning him and then uh, they bring Bob in and he's he's being questioned. Um, Don't they start to wonder about him because he seems to know more than he should? Like, not necessarily about that, right. but like they, they start to get these inklings of, you know, something and you're not telling us everything. And it, right. it turns out that he what works for the FBI, I think, or something. Um, one of those uh, organizations he works for the government somehow. And it you know it, right. they finally you know realize that that's what he's kind of hiding because he's not supposed to tell anybody. But I think it makes him right. kind of wonder: Are you hiding something about you know Reza or you know this terrorist attack? And I think that kind of throws a wrench in everything because it kind of makes them wonder who they should be looking at. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So they're kind of looking at both. Well, maybe maybe it's one. Maybe it's both. And so they put them in the same room, kind of put them against each other. And so they they're kind of hoping that they'll be in the same room that maybe something will spill out as far as what the truth is. And so, um, let's see. And then and then we see that. Oh, uh, let's see what we're looking at here. Um, Nina is giving some information that um that that allows ctu to kind of get get their next step as far as trying to get some information right and so trying to find syed ali because i mean that's obviously one of their main objectives at this time because he's the guy that is behind the nuclear threat Mm -hmm. and so they're trying to find him so they're getting some um information um see his name is uh fahin right and so, um, and so they they end up going, and apparently it's some kind of information where they they gotta go fly somewhere. And so Nina and Jack and these other CTU agents there are in this plane, and there's this whole tension thing that's going on between Jack and Nina mm-hmm. during this, and um, and so Jack's trying to do his job, and Nina's doing a good job at resisting, and so. Mm-hmm. I think it was also during this time that Nina said, here, call this number. Right. Um, and so Jack calls the phone number because apparently it, it, she said it's supposed to be a contact for whatever. And so he calls the number. And what ends up happening is it ends up dialing back to CTU and it like spreads a, a virus, uh, like a, a, oh, a dangerous right. virus yeah. back at CTU and it like infects the whole system. And it's like right. shutting down the whole system. And so something that Nina had set up back when she had worked there. And so, I mean, apparently she thought that she might have a need for it. And so she used it. And so she was trying to get um, yet another little hand because it was looking like she was going to lose out on her deal. And so and so I I thought that was a interesting little play that she had. And so, again, kind of shows her intelligence in planning all of this stuff. Yeah, you, you kind of wonder, yeah, I don't know. You wonder about Nina. It's like every turn you realize another reason not to like her. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, you know, and then on, while they're on the plane, um, she ends up killing Fahin, right? And by doing so, she becomes the the uh, the needed person, right, I guess. Right, yeah, the only one anymore. with the information. Because I I think she realized that given the opportunity, once the information was gathered, Jack would put a bullet in her. Right, head. exactly. <laughs> so she kills him, and uh, then the plane shot down. How's the plane shot down? I don't remember what happened there. But anyways, their plane crashes, and right. all of a sudden there's all these people there that are trying to kill all the survivors. Right. And and so in order to save themselves, you know, they're they're like running and whatnot. And during this whole thing, Nina gets a weapon and takes Jack hostage. So it's like, oh good. Yeah. <laughs> this will work out great. You know, and then and then Nina, being smart as she is, she realizes that Jack was, you know, sooner or later is going to try to kill her. And so she decides she's just gonna end it right now and just put a bullet in his head. And but before she does, being the smart lady she is, just she demands So Nina being the smart lady that she is, she demands from Palmer a pardon for killing Jack Bauer. Which is funny because it hadn't happened yet, but you know she was thinking ahead, you know, planning. Right. And 
basically tells Palmer, I want pardon for killing Jack. And uh, while all this is happening, you know, Jack's smart enough to, you know, draw her out to where a sniper can, you know, shoot her. Right. And uh, save his life. <clears throat> so they take her back into custody and, and uh, they continue on their merry way. But I find it interesting that, that she thought far enough ahead to ask for a pardon for something she hadn't done yet. Yeah, isn't that the last time we see Nina in this ep- season? Uh, I'm thinking it is. I'm thinking they kind of took her away and then... And, th- I think and then we don't been, see yeah. her again until season three. Right. I think so. Which is sad. I mean, I'm terribly sad about this. <laughs> but, you know. And then while while all this is happening, we also have, um, you know, we have Kim who took Megan to the hospital. Okay, right. Right, Kim. And, you know, then she calls Carla. I don't think we talked about this the first time, but she calls Carla and and says, Carla, you know that, you know, your husband's been abusing your child and probably you. And Carla's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You stole our child. You know, she's in the definite, you know, my husband will kill me if I, you know, say anything yeah. against him. And we find out later on that that's true. <laughs> he he would do that because she heads to the hospital to, to see Megan and he's at the door. And uh, then he shows up at the hospital and basically tells Kim, you know, you just leave and I'll, you know, I won't say anything to the cops. But if you stay here, you know. I'm going to have you arrested for kidnapping my daughter and stay away from my family. Right. And uh, I think we alluded to the fact that she calls her boyfriend and they end up kidnapping Megan, I guess, technically, but, you know, saving him, saving her, basically. And they run away in Gary's car. Yeah. <laughs> and, which seemed like a good idea at the time. I'm sure they wish they had not done so later because as they're getting out of Los Angeles and away from Gary, the cops pull him over. I can't remember what well, for, like a taillight or speeding or something. Yeah, I don't remember. But anyways, as they're visiting with him and, uh, you know, kind of checking everything out, they notice blood dripping from the trunk. And yeah, Carla's yeah. in there. So Gary had killed Carla and now they're being questioned for killing Carla. Um, right. They're taken back to, or they're put into the vehicle to be taken back to the police station, all that kind of stuff and getting questioned. And and then in the in the middle of it, I mean, they're, they're like, we can't go back to the city. We can't go back to L.A. There's a bomb. That's good. And, and so she's trying to give this information to him. Is like, no, we haven't heard anything about that and and all that kind of stuff. And he's not one to call to confirm or anything like that. And so um, they end up doing something that causes the car to veer off, flip over, and crash. And in the process, um, Miguel dies I, I can't remember if he was the one that tried to get the vehicle over or whatever because i think they were just trying to get get the vehicle off to the side or whatever they weren't necessarily trying to crash it but um and so and so that that happens and the police officers killed or at least injured i can't remember um if he actually died i was thinking he died and so then kim is left there alone and so she starts to run off um and she's off in the woods and this is um part where people kind of kind of said, well, why did they really have to put this in 24? And so she's out in the woods and she gets caught in a um, trap. And then this cougar shows up and it's like steering her down and going to try to eat her. And then this, uh, she's saved by this hunter that comes through. And, and so then she gets, and then she ends up going back off to his cabin and they're there for a little bit. And so, and that, that's a whole, weird another weird little situation that takes place with all of that so yeah and and we'll get into that and and he's weird he's kind of a i don't know i think he's just lonely probably but um (laughs) you know during this whole time um i can't remember how does syed ali ends up running into or finding kate how does that i'm trying to remember um, I, th- I can't remember because for it's sure. not the mosque, right? It's not the mosque yet. That's later. Right. And so, yeah. Anyways, Kate's interrogated by Ali and, uh, he escapes afterwards. Well, no, wait, they, uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. He escapes and she's being held right. by Syed Ali's men. Right. And she's about to be executed and Jack finds right. her, rescues right. her and, um, and then he questions her to try to find out what she knows and uh, comes to find out that she is the only one that has seen Ali and can be able to identify him. 
And Which so, means she's uh, Jack's sidekick for the day. Right. And so <laughs> so we mentioned in season one that um, there was a civilian that got pulled in. And so she's another right. civilian that kind of got pulled in. And um, this seems a little bit little bit more like the stakes are a little bit higher this time than they were the first time. Um, and so, uh, and so they end up going, they find out that he goes to a mosque. Right. And so Kate is, goes in. yeah, goes in undercover, right. um, acting like she's going to be worshiping. And then she's going to try to identify Syed Ali and then be able to notify CTU so they can be able to get him when he gets out. Right. And so they're waiting and they don't find him and so they go in go into the mosque and they they go and they they, they have this thing and they end up finding this course uh, that's been burnt um and they assume that it's Syed Ali because there was right. some kind of identification or something on it that said that it was him and so and so they think oh now now it's all over they they, they got this but they don't know anything else about where the bomb is or anything like that, no more, no more information. And so and then Jack, by looking at his clothes, is able to deduce that it isn't Syed Ali, it's just somebody else, and they're trying, and so just trying to fake his death again. And so they find that there's a hole in the ground that goes underneath the, mm-hmm. uh, the thing down into the basement or sewer system or whatever underneath the thing, and they uh, start to pursue him that way. Right. And then, they, you know, they, they find him. <laughs> and um, I, I would say that what happens next is probably one of the most controversial things in season two um, when they start to interrogate Ali. And basically they bring in a video and they have his family and they show him a video of his family. And basically Jack says, you're making me do this, but I will kill one. I will kill your family if you don't tell us what's going oh, on yeah. because you're threatening to kill millions of people. And he basically shows him. And then, you know, he, you know, he won't say anything. And so like he has one of the people, you know, one of the people take his son or his daughter, I can't remember, off the screen. And, you know, Jack never intended on hurting right. any of them. But Ali didn't know that. And it was fairly controversial because, I mean, I remember sitting there watching and I'm just like, oh, wow, is he really getting you? Because, you know, you've learned from Jack, you can't really tell if he's bluffing or not. I mean... Because I don't know that he knows if he's bluffing or not at that <laughs> point. <laughs> he's not He's not sure what he's going to have to do. But, you know, in, anyways, they end up, uh, they get some information out of him from that because obviously he's willing to save his family. And, and if I remember right, some of the other agents there were kind of, well, Kate, I know for sure, was like, you're doing yeah. that, you know. And they, they were all kind of, you know, flabbergasted that he would, would do such a thing. And I think Kate started to see Jack in a different light. And, uh, you know, it goes back to the whole... You know, Jack's the kind of guy that he does the things that nobody else is willing to do. And, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, he gets the results yeah, and that I, he and needs. I think they um so. they, they end up even like 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 kicking one of the chairs back, kinda of like making it fall back and they and they shoot. Right. Right. Um and it make right. it look like they they killed one of his right. kids. That's and right. And then yeah. um and, yeah. and then they said, We're gonna we're gonna kill the rest of them if you don't tell us what we want. And so he, he breaks right. down and he tells them some information. And I mean, he's and he's blubbering at this point, and they take him off. And Kate's coming in, and she's like, "What did you do?" And they lift the kid back up. Yeah. And Jack says, "No, don't worry yeah. about it." And and then they show show in the video in the background that they they picked the chair up, and the person's fine. They no one got shot at all. It was just all staged. Right. Right. Yeah, it, right. it definitely it looks did, real yeah. though. I mean, when I saw it, I'm like, Whoa. and then you know, to 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 round out this first part of the season. We should probably mention that we do find out who the um, terrorist is. Yeah, and it's not Reza. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear this, turn it off now. I'll give you a second. Yeah, okay. it's Marie. It's Marie. <laughs> and uh, they find out that, that she had been rag- radicalized after her mom had died. I don't remember why her mom died, but, um, you know, that's a that's a huge shocker. I mean, you everybody kind of assumes that, you know, Reza probably has something to do with it. And then you find out it's... Sweet little Marie, that's you know yeah, working I can't with the terrorists. Exactly and, all the you know, details, but I know that it comes out with um, as they're interrogating Razor. Razor's like, here, I can I can go to the computer at the company. We can right. look up the records and and we can get this straightened out. And so, didn't he? Didn't he start to? He started to like kind of wonder well, if it was Bob. You know, because right. they kind of pitted each other back and forth. And so he's like, I can you know I can pull up the information. Right. Yeah. And so they on, go to the place, me. and Marie's there you know? with them. Uh, so they all kind of go go together. I mean, because right. she she's uh, playing like 
like she wants to be with her fiance and all this kind of stuff. And, and so they're looking through stuff and they, uh, somewhere in that process, they, they find some information. And then next thing you see is Marie standing there. She has a gun and she kills him. It's like, um, I thought you loved me. And she's like, I do love you, but we have a cause that's greater than that. So see ya. <laughs> it was one of those, I do love you, but that's why yes. I have to kill you. It's like, um, no, I don't think that works. But anyways, that that's a, that's the first half, half of season one. You know, we could probably take like three months to cover every one of these seasons. There is so much. But, but we encourage everyone to go back. Go back and watch. Yeah, them. go back. Um, also, go to the show notes. You can go to the website, go to the 24podcast.com forward slash 010 for episode 10. And you can be able to leave your own comments here um, about maybe some things that we left out, maybe some of the uh, moments that you liked. And you can be able to share that with us there. And we'd love to be able to have that interaction there. And so we can have uh, hopefully a lot more things going on there. So we have gotten a couple comments on some of the previous episodes and we're definitely glad about that and so yeah please let it let us know and we can definitely you know jump back real quick and mention whatever it was that you thought we missed in uh, the next episode when we talk about the second right. half of season definitely and we have um actually i put out a tweet uh before we're recording this and um asking if anybody had any favorite moments or anything like that from season two and we got a couple of responses back that i wanted to share but they are pertinent to the second half. So we are going to hold off on those until we record um, next episode. Uh, yes, next week. Next and so um, stay tuned for those. And so if you have any additional ones that you'd like us right. to mention, we would definitely love to be able to do that. You can, again, uh, do that at the show notes on the uh, web page, or you can go to Twitter and uh, tweet us uh, at the 24 podcast. And we would love to be able to take your comments that way as well. Uh, and then also iTunes. Uh, we definitely would love to be able to um, increase our visibility on iTunes, be able to make this a lot more visible. And so uh, people are uh, still learning that 24 is coming back. And so why they haven't figured it out yet, I don't know. I mean, it's... Because <laughs> they're not listening to our podcast, Josh. That's why. That's true. And so they, all, they need to listen to our podcast. So please give us a rating so that they can find it. Yes. And so um, so as more people start finding out that 24 is coming back, they're going to be looking for stuff related to 24. And that'll help make it easier for them to, be able to find this podcast because there's been several times already on Twitter. I've uh, come across some people saying, hey, found out that 24 is coming back. I want to go back and um, rewatch the seasons and do this. And so uh, to put a little plug in there and say, hey, uh, we're. We're right. doing that exact same thing on the podcast here. So come join us on right. the podcast and join us in the journey. And so that's right. Definitely love that. And so um, to make it easy, you can uh, to leave a review on iTunes, you can go to the 24 podcast.com forward slash iTunes. And that'll take you right to the page there that you can be able to leave that review. Absolutely. And so I, we would we would appreciate it. We certainly appreciate everybody listening and uh, all your feedback. And uh, and actually, uh, with the iTunes again, just a reminder: if you are outside of the U.S. and leave a review there, if you could let us know um, through email or Twitter or something like that um, that you did that and what country you're from, so that we can go and take a look at that and we can give you credit on the show for leaving that for us. And so we would definitely appreciate that. And so next week we'll come back and we'll kind of wrap things up with uh, the second half of season two. And week after that, we'll kind of do some uh, additional wrap up with season two as well. And so kind of uh, put a tie, tie it all together, put a yeah, bow on I would it. Actually, just think of that. That's Was that what you were going to say? <laughs> great minds think alike. That's right. And so anyway, I think with that, we'll go ahead and sign off. See you guys next week. Hey, after we did our recording, I realized that I forgot to make a mention of an offer we wanted to put out there to kind of help us in our podcast here. And so we know that you guys love 24. You guys are loving the podcast. We definitely appreciate that. But we are also needing some help to be able to keep up on doing the show notes. So if you would be interested in being able to help us be able to do that, we would 
send you a copy of the podcast before it goes live and you'll be able to listen to it and then we would ask for you to write down or type out show notes as you go through that so just kind of highlight the things that we talk about and some of the different things and so if you're interested in helping us with that or would like some more information go ahead and give us an email that would be feedback at the 24podcast.com and we will definitely get back to you and we would definitely love to be able to have some help being able to get this part taken care of and so takes a little bit of time to get everything ready for the show and be able to do all the post-production and get everything right and so then to be able to sit down and be able to get some good show notes uh, and just adds a little bit extra time. So we would just like to have a little bit of help with that. So again, if you're interested, send us an email at feedback at the 24podcast.com and we'll definitely get back with you. So thank you very much.